Give Him Jesus podcast. This is our podcast number two. I am Luke Hockenjoss, and as always, I have uh, with me my co-host and my co-laborer in the mission field, Mr. Hunter Brobst. 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 It's like you just say bro, and then like if you were trying to get somebody's attention, you just Mm -hmm. go, pst. Got you. So I've been saying it wrong. What were you saying? Brobst. Brobst? Yeah. Yeah. I just accept what everybody says. That's kind of the way I am with Hawk and Joss. Uh, you know, it's really whatever anybody says I'm going to answer to. Or like they'll get to it. Like for me, when I was in school, they'd be they'd go, Hunter, mm-hmm. that's me. Just yeah. don't even try. Yeah, and a Luke, uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, Hawk and Joss, <laughs> that's, that's me. Uh, I'm just yeah. going to point that out. Man, so how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Man, hey. Made it to episode two. You did. Yeah, so I mean, that's huge. You haven't kicked me off yet. So. No, I mean, here's the thing, folks. The only reason that this podcast is aired on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify is because of Hunter Bropes. I really wanted to do it though, because I really feel sorry for Luke. Mm. No, not really, but I really do think that what he has to offer or the topics that he is doing it on. The, the main central focus of the podcast is um, a resource that's not really kind of mm-hmm. talked about or yeah. given or anything like that. So, right. Well, I enjoy it. We appreciate it. He's also got a podcast called Lit P, that is Life in the Pocket Podcast. Yeah. It's uh, not really a very descriptive title about what we talk about. Yeah. We started it by saying, if you know anything about music, in the pocket is like when a drummer or just a whole band is like on tempo. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk about life in the pocket. So that's I was thinking I was going to be able to explain it, but I don't. Yeah, so no, I mean it's there's a, no explanation. It we, is a fun podcast. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. We talk about you know uh, worship music, things that are happening today, uh, some other just random goofy things, but. Mm-hmm. We have like a Christian base because I was yeah. going through podcasts one day and I was trying to find something good and it's like you can't find anything without a, a couple F-bombs or mm. a lot of popular podcasts talk about um, promiscuous activity and yeah. I was like, we just need some better content mm. out here. So I really appreciated the way that y'all handled and discussed the John Chris yeah. stuff. Um, y'all did that as a way, uh, you know, you were not at all, uh, agreeing with what he did, the choices that he made, but you also looked at it in a biblical perspective as brothers in Christ looking at a brother in Christ and, yeah. uh, really appreciated that. So if you listen to podcast on the Apple podcast, what do they need to do? Give Just us a search life in the pocket. Yeah. Search life in the pocket. And you can even search lit P actually. You and can work. And yeah, I, I so. listen to it. I encourage Anybody else will listen to it. It's good, clean, fun, uh, and you will absolutely enjoy it. Uh, If you're still with us this long, if you would, please give us a five-star review on the Apple podcast. Um, Hey, leave us a comment uh, on any topics that you may want discussed during this. We, We really talk to the families of the addicts and the friends of the addicts and because there's not a lot of material out there for that. Uh, yeah. There's so much material for the actual addict, but there's not much for the families. And so that's really where this is geared to. So if you have any topics, questions, anything, leave us a comment 
or you can email me at giveemjesus at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah. And follow us on Spotify. Oh, yeah. So you don't subscribe, but you just follow, follow. and it lets you know when we post a new episode. So. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a Spotify guy. I'm the... I prefer I prefer Spotify now. Really? Yeah, just because my music's already there, and mm. like when I pull up Spotify, it'll show recommended music and then recommended podcasts, so Ooh. I can go. Do I want to listen to a podcast or I want to play some music? Gotcha. But some some people aren't on Spotify yet, so I have to go to Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's where I I prefer uh, again. And Hunter has uh, some music on Spotify. Oh uh, yeah, he, I believe you know. Yeah, I got Hunter's some music a musician. Up there. Uh, yeah. It's a hobby. Yeah. He and I have actually done a youth event together. Uh, man, he is, he's got a good gift, and he works hard at his gift. Uh, he's very wise and talented in what he does. And we Well, thank are, you, sir. You're very welcome. I don't just say that about anybody, just, you know, wanting the world to know that we're very fortunate to have you here at the Give Him Jesus headquarters. I hope I'm as good as a musician slash worship leader as your voice sounds on the podcast. <laughs> so I'll never give that up. It's yeah, just, I mean. It's so nice. I told my, my wife, asked me, I sent her a picture. She said, how's it going? I said, going good. Hunter says I have a really good podcast voice. Yeah. Uh, and so I said, next step, Hollywood. Mm. Right. Maybe not Hollywood. You could do that like in the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning. No, I did a video, a voice video one time, and the guy kind of dubbed my voice um, and made it fuller, I guess you'd say. And uh, what's who's the actor? I just went so blank. Morgan Freeman? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They told me I was like a white Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I said, all right. That's good. Well, that's just interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so anyways, today's topic is... Uh, if you are a United States Marine, uh, you have probably heard this uh, saying, it's embrace the suck. Um, and by the way, if you're listening to this and you are in any branch of the military, if you're a veteran, anything, we certainly appreciate you and your service to our country. Yes. And we are very thankful and we are very proud and um, very patriotic here at Give Them Jesus. But we also uh, want you to know that there is a ministry in the shreveport Bozier area that is called The Call Ministry. It is for um, first responders and military, uh, you know, because there's a lot of struggles with uh, being in the military and being a first responder, and, you know, you see a lot of things that a lot of people uh, don't see in their life. And so if you have any struggles there, uh, The Call Ministry is a wonderful thing going on in the Bozier Shreveport area, um, and so look them up if you have any questions. Well, today's topic, Hunter, is going to be embracing the suck, and what we mean by that is that there are going to be some very dark times in your family dealing with a drug addict or alcoholic or those types of things, and one of the very first things that you're going to have to embrace is that it is happening um, we see that a lot in families that there's this stage of denial, you know, in Alcoholics Anonymous and those types of things. They always say that the very first step is admitting that you have a problem, admitting that you are powerless over alcohol or over an addiction. Well, in the family, that is one of the very first things that you're going to have to come to the awakening of is that there is a problem. And yeah. don't let that. Uh, make you think that you're a bad parent. 
because that's what the enemy, and we believe as believers in Jesus Christ, the Bible says that the thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. First uh, Peter says that the your enemy, the devil, lurks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So when I say the enemy, I'm talking about the devil, and what he loves to do is that when a child... Uh, becomes addicted to drugs, uh, becomes addicted to alcohol, becomes addicted to anything, the very first thing that he likes to do is tell the parents that they, if they would have been better parents, then their son or their daughter would never have been in this situation. Let me just tell you this. Drug addiction does not play favoritism. Drug addiction is not for the Lower class only, middle class only, upper class only. Drug addiction happens in all different uh, walks of life to all different people. I was raised with really good parents. My dad taught me how to work at a very young age. Uh, he took me, matter of fact, I was six years old. Very first time I went to work with my dad and uh, gave me a work ethic and was a good dad. He was home. He was there. He loves my mom. Uh, they've been married for 40 years, um, and my mom is a wonderful mother, and I was raised in a good home, uh, wasn't raised in a lot of arguing or in a lot of fighting. I can count on three fingers the arguments that I've heard my parents have. Wow. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know, that's that's three uh, <laughs> arguments that, that I've heard my parents have, and, and so I was raised in a good home. Now, dysfunctional home, but a good home because there's no such thing as a perfect family. Uh, but my parents did everything everything that they could to give my sister and I some good up, upbringing, and they succeeded in that, and both my sister and I fell into addiction. And you know what? Here's the thing. It wasn't my mom's fault, and it wasn't my dad's fault. It was the simple fact that sin entices, sin lures people in, and we caught, we got caught up in it, Hunter, is what is what happened. And so, parents, it's not your fault that your kids are in the place that they're in. Uh, and you have to know that and you have to believe that. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, listening to a guy. Uh, he was sharing his testimony one night, and he said that he was running a business. He was like the second in command of that business, making like $170,000 a year. Hello. He needs to hear about giving Jesus. Well, he had a meth addiction and oh, lost it all. That's Yeah, that, so, that'll do it every time. It doesn't matter what um, social class or economic class you're in. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't because, I mean, there are, you know, as a drug dealer uh, at one point in my life, we, we didn't just sell to lower class. I mean, we were selling to... Uh, you know, white folks, uh, African Americans, Hispanics, uh, all different walks of life. You know, it, it doesn't play favoritism, and it doesn't just pick on certain groups of people. And so, parents, you have to embrace the fact that it's happened in your family. Uh, you cannot cover it up, no matter how much how much you try. Um, don't try to look put together. You know, can I, I just want to kind of hone in on that? Uh, you may think that nobody knows, and you may try to fake it, and you may try to hide it, and you may try to just look put together, and that in itself will destroy you and tear you down faster than anything because there's freedom 
in in talking about things. So I encourage you to first embrace it. And when you embrace it, I would also encourage you to find some parents because here's something about addiction. I would say, now this is just a Luke Hockenjoss um, statistic. So you can take it about as far as an ant could carry uh, the Empire State Building, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I not very like far. a watermelon or something. Well, ants could carry watermelons. They can? Um, have you ever seen the movie Ants? Yeah, they carry yeah. a watermelon? I think so. Oh. But I, that's also a, a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I watch cartoons all the time. But uh, fun fact, you know that my wife has not seen The Lion King. The original? The original. Ow. I know. And she says she's saved. <laughs> It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. Anyways, um, you know, I would encourage you parents that if you have a child that is caught into an addiction, find another set of parents that have gone through what you're going through. Because here's the statistic. I would say that it's in the 90th percentile, 90% of all families either have a loved one that has gone through an addiction as far as a husband or wife or, or son or daughter, aunt, uncle, or somebody in that family has gone through an addiction and that family has been affected by the addiction. And so there are people out there that have been where you are and have gone through what you're going through. And I would encourage you to find those people. That way you can have somebody to talk to because you're going to need them. You're going to need those friends that you can call in the middle of the night and tell them what's going on. You're going to need those friends that can pray for you without ceasing. You know, on October 31st, 2014, my mom was at a thing called Walk to Emmaus, uh, and I called her that day, and I was very out of my mind, uh, had been awake for a while, was delirious, was mad, was evil, and I called my mom, and I, and I cussed her. And my mom had already... I mean, she had turned her life, I mean, her heart was just, everything about her was oozing out Christ in that point in her life. And, and she had been talking to people about what was going on in our family. She, and they had prayed with her and prayed for her and prayed for us. And so on that day when I called, she ran to the prayer room at the Walk to Emmaus and fell down at the foot of the cross, and other people knew what was going on. And because my mom had already been talking to them about it, they knew to pray for me. So it's not necessarily something that you uh, keep quiet about, no, brush under the rug. No. But it's not also something not that you just blast all over yeah, social media. It's not the first thing you yeah, that's say one, when you introduce yourself no, to somebody. No, that's one of the one of the worst things that you can do. And parents, it happens a lot. Is publicly publicly announce that your kids are going through the addiction or are going through it or. You may not use the kid's name, but you'll make a post about something geared towards your child. It's the worst thing you can do because then they're going to read it, and then it's just um, yeah. it's just not going to be good. So when I'm saying to find people to talk to about what's going on in your family, I'm not saying to publicize it, but I am saying to make it make it known to a certain group of people so that they can pray for you, so that you can have people fighting this fight with you you know, we're encouraged in the Bible time and time and time again to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, to pray without ceasing. And here's the reason that we pray. We Prayer isn't powerful because we speak it. Prayer is powerful because God hears it right. and because God can answer it. 
And because God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly that which we ask of him. You know, my mom didn't pray that I would end up in a rehab. My mom didn't pray that I would end up in prison. My mom prayed that I would have an encounter with Jesus Christ that would eternally change me. And same thing with my sister. And, my, you know, my sister in October celebrated six years of sobriety. Um, a few weeks ago, I celebrated five years of sobriety. I pray my sister will always have me beat by a year. Um, that's one thing. And the one of the only things that she can do better than me uh, is have a year <laughs> extra long of sobriety. And just she can quote, have that one. Right? Yeah, she can have that one for the rest of our life. And And so I encourage you to find those groups of people that you can talk with and that you can pray with and that you can, because you're going to need them. You know, and back to Ephesians, we seem to talk about that a lot on this podcast, considering this is our second one and we talked about it in the first one. Two for two. Two for two. We're batting 100%. You know, in Ephesians, when it says, Paul says, and when you've done all that you can do to stand, stand, you know, and then the shield of faith, uh, those, those shields would be able to lock together with the person to your right or to your left. And when Paul is saying, when you've done all that you can do to stand, to stand, He's saying, stand in the gap with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Because we're not fighting this battle alone. But the devil will want you to think that you're fighting it alone. And what happens when you get by yourself? You're vulnerable. What happens when you try to look put together, when you try to act like everything's okay? It just gets worse and worse and worse. And then you almost become numb to the fact that your child is dying. Yeah. You know, addiction is here to do one or two or three things, to kill, to steal, or to destroy. Well, let me ask you this. Go if you it. have that communication, you're talking about reaching out to another family that's uh, been through it or can pray for you um, in those times. What if you have kind of an open level ground of communication with um, your, we'll just say your addict, um, whoever, whatever relationship they are to you, to say, kind of, would it be okay to say like, hey, we know um, we know that you do this, so you can know that we know, so like, let us know, you know, I know not to extend the whole, is there anything that we can do to help you and, you know, you know, don't give them your home if they've been there a million times and have messed up before, but right. like, would it be good for you to have that by saying, you know, not acting like you don't know that your addict is a addict. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is it good to have that conversation? Or, yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I don't know if we ever had that conversation in our family. Um, but I, I take that back. We did have that conversation. At one point, uh, my dad was on the phone with a fella, and, and he got off the phone, and um, he hung up the phone. He said, Luke, we have a problem. Uh, you're on meth and you need help. And here's what happens when you talk to an addict about their addiction. They deny it. You know, so if you, you can have that open uh, relationship with your son or with your daughter all you want. And more than likely, when you approach them and you say, hey, we know what you're doing and we just want you to know that we don't approve, we love you, uh, we are here for you, we'll do anything for you, they're going to deny it. And they're going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. Well, then when they deny it, that's going to cause you to blow up yeah. because you know the truth. 
you you know that they are caught in the addiction. You you've seen the signs. You've seen the drug test. You've seen the text messages and the phone calls and from people that are saying, "Hey, your son's cracked out," or your daughter is in a dope house. Uh, you know, so they're more than likely going to deny it. So I would say, don't act dumb to it. You know, don't be like, "Oh, well, they're just they just stay up so that they can study all the time," mm-hmm. or or they're just getting skinny because they're on a diet, or they're just mad because they haven't had coffee, or you know, don't be dumb to it because if you're ignorant to it, then you're not going to know how to fight it in prayer. You know, so I would say the conversation is best to be had between the spouses and then that group of people that you find yeah. uh, to pray for one another. That's good. And another thing in embracing the suck is to understand that what you're what your child's doing as far as the addiction and, and the drugs and those things could possibly come with one day getting a phone call that your child has been arrested. Um, and we pray that this doesn't ever happen or that your child has been involved in a car wreck um, or or those things, and, and those are very large possibilities. I had to call my parents. Um, well, I called them after I got out of jail. I never called them from jail because I knew what my dad would say. Uh, my dad would say, well, you got yourself in there. Um, you're there. My dad would never bail us out, uh, and and rightly so. Parents, if you're listening, uh, please hear me when I say this, that if your child gets arrested and they have the, the addiction has just taken over, leave them in jail. So it's better to leave it them. It is better to leave them in jail. And here's what's going to happen. This is em- embracing the suck. Uh, when they're in jail, they're going to call, unless they were like me and they know that they're going to be told you might as well just stay there. But they're going to call and they're going to beg you, please get me out of jail. I, I made a mistake. I'll never do it again. I want to change. I want to do better. And they're going to make all of these promises. And and then if you get them out of jail, I would say 3% of those people actually keep those promises. 97%. Now, again, that's a Luke Hawk and Josh statistic, but 97% or so do not keep the promises and will go back even further down the rabbit hole of addiction. So leave them. And when they call the next time, they're going to be mad. They're going to be vicious. They're going to call and they're going to say, you sorry piece of crap. I can't believe you would do this. I can't believe you would leave me in here. I'm suffering. I don't have anything. And and so there's going to be some vicious cycles. And the only way that you will be able to handle that is to, one, Back to the full armor. Have your feet shot and have, have on the gospel of peace. Because if your feet are prepared in that way and you have the gospel of peace, you know, the Bible says that the peace of God surpasses all understanding. And that when you have that fighting for you, that when your loved one calls you and they're going to be mean, they're, they're going to be vicious, they're going to say things that you never thought would come out of your baby's mouth. And understand that when that's going on, that is the addiction talking. You do not take it personal. Do not take it and flash back out at them because that's exactly what they expect you to do. But if you are prepared and when you get that phone call and you're trusting in the Lord with all of your heart and you're leaning not on your own understanding and in all of your ways you're acknowledging Him, He'll make your path straight. He will give you the strength 
He'll give you the peace. He will give you the wisdom in how to handle this. My suggestion is leaving them in jail. There are some people that will tell you to get them out of jail. Here are a few of the reasons that I suggest leave them in jail. Number one, you know where they are. You know that they are in jail. And jail here in the United States of America, it is it's spoiled. Uh, you, there's an old saying, three hots in a cot. A lot of these prisons um, are very pampered. Uh, you get iPad time. Oh, my. I mean, you get... Prison's not prison anymore. I mean, it is in in juven in West Virginia in the juvenile detention centers. They cannot put the juveniles in handcuffs in the detention center. It is against the law, and they wonder why there's so much stuff going on. Wow. The law is the law for a reason. It's there to be enforced. When you break it, you break the law. There are consequences, and we say to leave them in jail because you know where they are. Number two. It will give you time to get yourself ready for the next step. What do I mean by the next step? Well, if you truly want to see the change happen in your child's life, then you need to start looking for places that you can get your child in that will teach your kid how to become a member of society again. Um, there's only one place. There's only a few places. One place that I will highly recommend. Uh, you can email me, and I'll I'll tell you where that place is. Um, but find a place that's not going to abuse your kid. Uh, and all places look good on the outside. Really do some research before you send your child somewhere uh, because you don't want to send them somewhere worse. But when they're in jail, you're not concerned with that, where they are because you know where they are. If they start calling you so many times to where you just can't handle it, hey, you don't have to answer the phone. Leave them in jail. Let them dry. Can they get drugs in jail? Absolutely. You can get anything you want inside the prison walls, but you know where they are, and they're going to be there, and you are able to get things done while they're there. Yeah. 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 So That's pretty good. Yeah. Embracing the suck is, is hard and it's difficult, but it brings you closer together at, with your spouse, and it, man. What would you say the number was? I, I, I think I kind of know, but... um. Just in case we're in episode two and you're listening through and you know who you probably, I'm assuming you know who Luke is or you know what Give Him Jesus is about, um, but what would you say is the number one recommended tool for getting through rough times with an addict? Prayer. Prayer and the scriptures uh, because that is that's the greatest thing that we have Yeah, is the prayer. Uh and a lot of people, when you tell them that, they say, well, I know, but what? There's no but what else when it comes to prayer. Because one, you know, we're praying to a holy, righteous, sovereign God that is in control, even when we think he's not in control. And he is greater than what your child's facing. He's greater than your circumstances. Your circumstances do not define who God is. God is always greater. So prayer is the strongest tool that we have. And then the scriptures. Read Psalms. Devour Proverbs. Proverbs is a book of wisdom. It'll teach you how to handle your child in a biblical way. Yeah. You know, and so prayer, Bible study, and then having that close knit groups that you can just talk with and just pour your heart out with. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, that about wraps it up. Mm -hmm. Unless you have anything else yeah. you wanna 
Just real quick, Hunter, just one question for you. All right. Are you an ant boy? <laughs> I am not an ant boy. Oh, it, yeah, sorry. If you if you don't know what we're talking about, that is a, a <laughs> big debated topic over there on the Life in the Pocket mm-hmm. podcast. So um, It's one of my favorite things to hear them get so bent out of shape if it's ants. Or Helix. I was very passionate. Yeah, I was, Hunter. I knows used to be an ant boy. Yeah, but you've be been an, converted. I've been converted to, to the dark side. To Helix. Yeah. Which is so, a wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. If you pedal didn't system. know, yeah, it's all guitar effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. And hey, if you're like, oh, I know what that is, head Come on to over to the Life to in the Pocket. Lit P, Life in the yeah. Pocket. Again, all right, families well, uh, embrace the suck, uh, but embrace it in a way with Christ being your center and your strength. So, hey, let me pray. And uh, thank you so much. Father, we love you. We praise you for who you are. God, I pray for the families that are going through these hard times. Uh, Lord, I pray that that somehow, God, that that they're able to find peace in that. And Lord, the only way uh, is in you. So God, I pray that they'll stop fighting against each other as husband and wife and that they'll stop fighting with their loved one. And Lord, that they will fight the true enemy, which is the devil. Lord, that they'll understand that there is corruption, that there is destruction, that there are things going on in their family that they do not need to keep silent about. It needs to be brought to the light so that they can get rid of it, so that they can allow room for you to move in their lives, God. Lord, I pray that you will comfort the husbands and the wives that have been fighting this for years and years. God, that you'll give them peace that surpasses all understanding. God, that you will bring them friends that you'll bring them people, mentors that have walked this place in their life and that can help get them through. Uh, Lord, we love you, we praise you, we trust you, and we pray that if there's anyone listening today that has never given their life to you, Lord, that they will call on your name and ask you to save them and ask you to forgive them of their sins. And Lord, that they will begin to walk with you and turn from their wicked ways. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And don't give up. Give them Jesus. We love you.